0: Hey everyone, before we start episode four of the Preferred Not To Say podcast, I just wanted to ask all of you to please stick around until after the outro music is finished playing. We've included an outtake of a small conversation we had during our water break that we thought would be fun for you guys to listen to. So with that being said, let's get on with the show.
1: Welcome Welcome back to the Prefer Not To Say Podcast I'm your host, James Bunn, also known as Boutique Paul And I am your co-host, Greg Tenbrink, also known as Daddy Master Senpai Daddy Master Senpai (laughs) (laughs) That's a good one (laughs) Wait, hold on (laughs) I really like that one (laughs) Yeah, that's that's, that's three separate titles right there Daddy Master and Senpai I'm about it and that hits all the bases, you know? <laughs> <laughs> we got... We, yeah, I'm I'm doing this. <laughs> we got kinks, we got skill mastery, and we got the fact that I'm a fucking weeb. <laughs> oh, man.
0: I think that one wins. <laughs> yeah. That's,
1: that's the memorable one. Oh, man.
0: So, I hope you guys liked last week's episode, where we dove into each other's... Favorite movies this week, we're gonna we decided to listen to each other's
1: favorite music, yeah, and and see how the other uh cherry picks their uh their style, so to speak.
0: Yeah, so without further ado, I guess you yeah, know, really, there's really not much to talk about in the yeah. end of this episode, so we we uh decided to go with the approach the the face and faceless approach. Uh, Greg picked a playlist of multiple different songs, and I picked a full album.
1: And so what we're going to do is we're going to spend each segment talking about the music that we selected for the person to listen to and how they feel about it, what their reactions were, right? and anything we're... that uh, got them thinking.
0: Yeah, maybe. and uh, we're going to start with the, the playlist that Greg put together, the Greg Tenbrink playlist.
1: <laughs> Bear with me, this' is kind of all over the place. I'm, I'm not the type of person to stick to a specific genre, so it's going gonna, it's gonna to get a little weird, but I do recommend you look up <laughs> all of these songs. They're great. So I guess we'll start with the very first on it. Um we have Suburb Thuggin by El Poos.
0: Yeah, that was uh that was interesting. Yeah. I, I will say th- overall I, I thought it was an okay song. That gasping noise he makes between mm-hmm. every line drove me nuts. <laughs>
1: That's, that's part of the reason I love this song. I show it to people and they're like, Man, this would be really good if he wasn't doing that, and I'm like, that's why I like it. It's fucking weird. Yeah, it's um
0: It's definitely a statement that probably needed to be made mm-hmm. at some point in history. For sure. You know all those you know suburb kids who think they're hard. God, it's, it's like oh that must be so nice. You know what is it? Battle of the trust funds mm-hmm. over out there.
1: What did you What did you think about the intro to that song where where it's the two kids? That was talking. hilarious. Yeah. It,
0: what was the time Where he's like, oh, I got I got to wait till my mom brings the car home, uh, and then we can go.
1: The the exact uh, conversation is like, oh, when are we gonna ride out on those punks who dissed us at the mall today? Oh, my mom's gets back with the van at three. All right, bet. <laughs> it was very uh tony hawk pro skater uh vibe yeah. like like that
0: should be on one of those soundtracks
1: uh i'm pretty sure it was <laughs> at some point if not it's uh, it, it definitely me. needs to be that doesn't surprise me all okay. right tony hawk make another game <laughs> just <laughs> I, for that <laughs> side note i live for tony hawk's twitter feed
0: because it, nine times out of ten it's about people recognizing him in public or being like hey has anyone ever told you you look like tony hawk he's like yeah.
1: <laughs> Everybody.
0: Or there's one, uh, he was on a plane, and he had uh, over overhead uh, in the storage. Someone was like, he had a bunch of skateboards. And he was like, oh, what, is Tony Hawk on this flight? He's like, yeah, right here. <laughs>
1: he's got that superstardom where nobody can recognize him, but, like, he's Tony Hawk. <laughs> <laughs> um... All right. Moving on. Uh, low Life by That Poppy. Very, uh. You know, you can't. There's a part of me that likes to think you can't really go
0: wrong with that pop meets like reggae dub sound mm-hmm. that for some reason is ex- not exclusively, but it seems to be a lot of white girls using yeah. that style in their oh, music. Yeah, they definitely do. <clears throat> so it was. It, I had no complaints. That's like your typical like radio hit. Like, oh, I can vibe to this.
1: Yeah, that's the uh, that's the song that got me obsessed with Poppy, actually. Wow. Back when
0: she didn't go by just Poppy. I saw that. I was like that Poppy. Like
1: what? Yeah. My friend introduced me to Poppy, um, to her more, uh, more experimental stuff. I'd say the more recent stuff where it's like genre genre blending to like a higher degree, but this is what was like, it came out and I was like, okay, I'm about this. I need to like start listening to more of her music
0: or watch her really weird
1: videos. Yeah. Like the
0: Doritos video. <laughs> no, I've, I I've w- never seen that
1: before that night. <laughs> I, that was interesting. She has a bunch
0: of them. I watched a few of them. Uh there's one called Oh No. It's her just standing on one side, and then a double of her pops up, and then the original one starts smiling and bleeding out of the mouth, and the other one's just like, Oh no.
1: And then it ends. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. All right. Um this is going a little fast, but The Last Cowboy by In This Moment.
0: It is going a little fast, but we'll we'll fill up the rest of the time of the segment mm. talking more about it, yeah, <laughs> but I wasn't really a fan of the song. I'm not a fan of anything that sounds like it gets played way too much on w g r d
1: oh, so like any mm. anything with like a kind of like a new metal vibe or just like a hard rock vibe going yeah primarily
0: or? hard rock like
1: yeah, yeah
0: because it. It's all super derivative, and it's it's pretty, especially when you have the female vocalists, mm-hmm. it's it's really hard to not think, did you just listen to Evanescence growing up, and that's the <laughs> only thing you listen to? <laughs> like, she, she really set that off, if you really think about it, and it's like, it, it's just so hard, it's like, if you like that music, that's fine. I'm just not into it, because I'm not really into that, it, it's almost too generic for me, like, okay. I can listen to generic pop music. I can't listen to generic hard rock music.
1: Okay, that makes sense. I I particularly like the song because I like uh, Maria Brink as the, uh, the front man for that band. Just because I don't often hear female vocalists scream like she does. Oh, well, that's fair. But that's that's, that's just me. Also, she's like gorgeous, so it's not.
0: <laughs> I mean, a lot, a lot of those women in hard rock are like you. Mm-hmm. You see the magazines, you're like, oh, the hottest women in hard rock or whatever. Oh my goodness! And it's, I mean, almost it's always like like the hundred
1: same same hundred over though. It's like there's no, and and they all don't point. look that much different. Mm-mm.
0: Unless uh, they all have different hair color. That's that's
1: that's it. That's where it. <laughs> <laughs> there's a chromatic difference and nothing else. <laughs> Okay, um, this is one I was excited to show you, and I was wondering how you'd react to it. Okie Dog by Merz. So I'm going to do my faceless thing real quick, mm-hmm. and I already knew I was going to like it because I've already been a fan of Merz since high school. Oh, perfect.
0: I, I, I love I, I haven't. It's hard to listen to a lot of his stuff, mainly because he's released so many albums. Because mm-hmm. he's been around for 20 years. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> But no, I I thought it was great. It, it was also one of those. It was like Merce, the storyteller. It's like he's always he's always got fun stories to tell. Got I like it. the beat, and I just, I like him overall. Like him in general, but um, well, I was actually going to seeing that made me think, oh, I should recommend this to him. He has this group called Felt with a slug from Atmosphere, mm-hmm. and uh there, there's only three albums. The first one, because uh, each one has a different producer on it. The first one had a uh, Producer, The Grouch, who Merce primarily worked with when he was in this uh, indie rap group, Living Legends. Mm-hmm. And then the second one, it was uh, Slug brought an ant from Atmosphere to produce the second one. But the third one, which is my favorite, all the beats are produced by Aesop Rock.
1: Nice. So it's okay. like,
0: oh, it's it's amazing. Because it has like, and, and it's all produced by him. So it has it has a lot of that stuff you'd hear in his later stuff that really like dense experimental production, but just those two going back and forth is amazing. So I saw, I saw a Merce song on there. I was like, Oh, okay. That's going <laughs> to be good. I was
1: wondering which song it was, was going to get you honestly. Cause like I had a good feeling it was Merce, but I was trying to have a good variety in here and to just kind of cast out that reel and just like <laughs> bait you almost with this. I was like, I know he's going to deep dive one of these.
0: It really wasn't too much of a deep dive. It's just like, I saw that. And I was like, Oh, I already know. I know what I'm in for and It's going to be a good time.
1: Mm-hmm. Good stuff. All right. So falling by Trevor Daniel, that one was okay. It's, it's just another sad boy. Bop. It's, it's, it's another
0: blip in the sad boy trap. Zeitgeist. <laughs> that's, that's really what it is. It's, 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 songs. if it's on, it's, it's on the radio. I'm not going to change the station. Man, there's not too much to say about it. It's, you know, I've heard it before, and I'll hear it again, and he's not terrible
1: Alrighty. uh now, the one that is probably going to be well it depends on your action, so we'll just go ahead into it Weaboo by riff shot <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, um,
1: yeah the uh the otaku anthem, <laughs> yeah,
0: uh. I don't. I don't know what to say about this song. I like the chorus, but that's about it. Yeah, that, that's what gets you. It's <laughs> it's the, the, the rest is of it, so I cannot, I'm not into metal like that, so I just couldn't stand it. But mm-hmm. that chorus, but especially because he does. He does. You know where that? You know, some people like to change up a line in the. In the oh, last at the chorus? end. yeah. because like, cause the, cause in the first two, it's like oh, the land where one piece comes from, and then he kind of slips in oh, the land where hentai comes from, and you're like, wait, what? <laughs> Also, the fact that they, uh, they played a little video clip in, uh, during that part, I'm like, wait, did they take something from an actual hentai movie and like throw it in? Like, oh, the tentacle like, stuff? Yeah, weird yeah. tentacle stuff. Like, <laughs> What's going on here? But, uh, yeah, that's definitely a, <laughs> it, you know, it's really funny that he's, <laughs> what he said, he said, uh, I denounced my ethnicity for something a little bit more kawaii. And I yeah. was like, Oh my God, <laughs> what is going on here?
1: Like if you look into the lyrics and the in the screamy bits, he's like not he's not entirely you know shitting on people who are into like Japanese culture and anime and stuff. They're like if you're like that if you're into stuff like that, that's cool, but don't be a fucking weeb about it. <laughs> I think the best part is the the dude in the Vegeta costume in different settings. in Yeah,
0: like I, I wonder what it was like for people just sitting there, like what the hell are these guys doing? This this this, this guy's just screaming. What what's happening? <laughs> oh man, so yeah, that's a. That's we, definitely a. They have an acoustic version, I think. Mm-hmm. So I, I didn't watch that.
1: But is definitely a song you'll listen to just for the chorus alone, or at least you'll just listen to the chorus. Well, you
0: you actually showed me that years back. Yeah, and I saw that. I was like,
1: "Oh no, not this song!" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's back again. You'll never escape it. <laughs> oh man! All right, up next we have "Face My Fears" by Hikaru Utada and Skrillex. <sighs> I want to like the song, but I also want to hate the song. Cause the
0: Skrillex, because it's it's just <laughs> typical Skrillex, <laughs> typical Skrillex, and he happens to be working with somebody. There are some songs I like that he does with Like, have you heard the? Uh, you know the um, what was it? Uh, the group Larue. Nope. They have this song called "Going In for the Kill." That Skrillex does remix oh, wait, for us. Yes, 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 yeah. That yeah, that's, that's right. I like that one, but it's just yeah. It's just one of those things. Like Skrillex is one of those people that's so one dimensional mm-hmm. for me that I'm just like I hear it. I'm like, yep, I expect this. It's not a bad song, but there's nothing nothing, nothing, nothing groundbreaking too great about it, but nothing too bad about it. I Just sort of you know, and it it's just it just makes it generic because it's you know it's, cause he teams up with a female vocalist. It all kind of sounds the same.
1: Have you found there's kind of a uh, general theme throughout this playlist that it's all kind of like just generic and chill and just mellow uh
0: some songs are more generic than others we'll get into that when we get into them because there are certain ones that i was just like nah i'm good
1: <laughs> um face my fears was uh i i picked this one specific for a specific reason so like the kingdom hearts video game series I, pl- I played it growing up you know and i'll continue to play it anything that they release but there was like a a 10 or 11 year gap between two and three and when three launched Was this a song for the commercial? No, it, well, I mean. I think so. I didn't really watch any because, commercials. because I refused to <laughs> spoil myself on stuff like that. But when the game re- launched, of course I pre-ordered it, I played it at midnight, and I like went to the gas station, and I grabbed like a bunch of junk food and energy drinks and stuff, and I sat down in, in my room, and I was ready to play it. And as soon as it started playing that song, it was like I was a 12-year-old playing Kingdom Hearts 1 again. I was like, <laughs> oh my god. I was
0: going to say, because uh, <laughs> there's nothing that compares to that original commercial for Kingdom Hearts 1. Whatever mm-hmm. song that is, it's like
1: That got everybody hyped for whatever reason. (laughs) Good stuff. All right. uh, We have Radio by Alkaline Trio up next.
0: I can only handle so much angsty white dude music, and Alkaline Trio is not one of those
1: bands. (laughs) Oh, man. I knew it. I knew it. Not everybody likes this song. When I show it to people, the only people that do like it are the angsty white people. (laughs) Because they relate to
0: it. They're like, yeah, man, this...
1: I'm basically one of truth. those, though, so I, I think that's why I like it. No, it's just alkaline trio was never a band that I
0: was ever really that into. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, I know people who like them. Like one, a dude I used to work with, he was really into them. I mean, he was pretty much into mainly pop punk stuff. So there, uh, there were times where that would be playing at work, and uh, that makes there's a, lot there's of a sense. couple songs that are okay. You know, I'm not gonna knock. I mean, you know, they do their thing, but it's just not not for me. I couldn't have it on repeat.
1: Well, I mean, I, I, there's very few songs that I could have on repeat in general before they drive me mad. I think I get like four or five plays into something, and then I'm like, I need to listen to anything else. <laughs> <laughs> that's when I pull the headphones out at work, and I'm like, all right, somebody talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I need voices. <laughs> all right, uh, Come On Eileen by Dexie's Midnight Runners.
0: Well, that's just a classic. Mm-hmm. You can't go wrong. If that's on, I'm turning the volume up past 15. It doesn't even exist on the dial, but I'm turning it up even further.
1: (laughs) Fuck 11. We're going to 20. (laughs) Right. Yeah.
0: No, come on, Eileen. I I listened to that entire album, and it's weird because it it all kind of has that weird, like, disco soul but Celtic music also vibe. And it's, yeah, I don't know. And it's funny because... You were the one who got me into that song because of "Take Me Home Tonight," <laughs> <laughs> and I, isn't that where you kind of were starting to listen to it?
1: Um, I or, think, or was
0: it like you know you listened to it more after that? It was I Latin listened to movie. it more
1: after that. Someone first introduced me to Come On Eileen by saying by like playing it at a party, and then I think they were like, "Hey man, if you pay attention to the lyrics, this song's kind of like." uh pressuring a woman into sex and i was like what the fuck kind of fucked up message is that <laughs> oh, it's, oh, there's all there's all sorts of songs like that you're like oh it's such a happy song you listen deep you're like wait,
0: wait hold on yeah, maybe really i'm not bad. down for this
1: <laughs> i had to think about it for a second and i was just like you know what it's just a song and i can vibe this all right so i like it by foxy shazam the only foxy shazam song i listen to
0: Oh, that's the only Foxy name? I, I, I like Foxy name. I don't really listen to him like that, but I like Foxy. You know, um, I do kind of like their earlier stuff a little bit more than this, than this phase. Cause mm-hmm. this one, they kind of switched to just like during this, it was more like they decided to do the, the classic rock influence. Like a lot of bands do, but no, I like the, I like the song. Yeah. There's really no complaints there. I mean, it's really, really, it's kind of interesting. Yeah. Especially I don't... when you get to the chorus. <laughs>
1: I don't think if I was introduced to it any other way than the way I was introduced to it that I'd like it as much, but the first time I saw it was the music video. Oh, really? So, I see this this skinny little white dude running around screaming, that's the biggest black ass I've ever seen, and I like it. I'm like, what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You're one of us now. Honorary. (laughs)
0: Which is ironic, because mostly dated white women. (laughs) Oh man! But yeah, no, it's a uh, no. they're I, I think they were they were a good band overall. I mean, because I, I think they went on hiatus like six years ago or something like that.
1: Yeah, no, no, no complaints there. Okay, all right. Uh, we're down to the last four. We have "Slow Dancing in the Dark" by Joji, aka Filthy Frank. I've never heard Joji until this, and I actually kind of liked the song
0: because it isn't really it isn't. It isn't really, it's not, it's not super groundbreaking, but it's not, it didn't sound like anything else. It kind of had this weird, like, dreamscape vibe. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I I actually, I actually kind of liked it. You know, I was like, it's it's not really my, I'll take that back. I listen, I'll I'll listen to stuff like that. But Mm -hmm. yeah, it was just, it was kind of surprising to hear something like that, considering what's all super popular right now.
1: Right. So you want to know something interesting? Sure. I fucking hated this song the first time I heard it. (laughs) I hated it. (laughs) (laughs) He was like, no, nah, this song sucks. For real. Like, my friends played it, and I think I upset one of them when I was talking about it. Because some, in in some of Joji's music, he kind of does that kind of barely talking thing. And I was like, the fuck is he saying? I can't understand it. And then, like, time went on. I listened to it more times. And I started to think, like, I listen to a lot of, like, Screamo and Deathcore stuff that people can't fucking understand. And I don't think that's bad. Let me just keep trying this. And eventually I got hooked on it. And now it, I just, it just can't, grew listen, on can't you. not listen to it.
0: Yeah, so yeah, it was a, you know, it was a. It, it definitely, uh, it it definitely has this weird like, you know, constant bell curve thing. It's like some it just goes up and down with the vibes of these songs.
1: <laughs> it's because like when I'm listening to music, I, I don't want to say I'm like bipolar, but when it comes to music, I can't be on the same wavelength for too long. It's just got to be constantly changing. Like, every playlist you'll see that I have is just, like, this medley of different genres or just different tones to the songs in general. Right. All right. uh, Here's one. (laughs) Big Iron by Marty Robbins. So, I have to clarify. As much as I like to say I
0: hate country, there's something about that kind of outlaw country sound that I actually really appreciate. Mm -hmm. Especially because it's just the way they present it. Because he's flat out, like, he's flat out... This dude's on a mission to kill this dude, but the way he tells it is—it just—it makes it an adventure. There's, there's always really interesting stories, and they're always simple. It's just like and it's always the same thing. Like someone's a cowboy in some situation, or they've got your—you get your heart broken, or you're out to break the law, or something like that.
1: And that's why it's good stuff. Um, I first heard this song in a video game that everybody knows, Fallout New Vegas. Um, but ever since I heard it, I was like, I have to keep listening to this. I can't get it <laughs> out of my head. You know, I'll I'll be doing anything, you know, just hanging out, gaming, working, and randomly just started thinking about need to do some business with the big iron on my hip. And I was like, oh shit, <laughs> You're like, what's going on? <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's that. I think
0: the 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 wordplay r- really got me. Big iron on my hip. I was just like, oh, this
1: dude's packing, mm, packing big fucking steel. Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right, thinking about you by Frank Ocean. I love Frank Ocean. Who doesn't?
0: Frank Ocean's amazing. My favorite song, though, is uh, probably Monks. Have you heard that one? I have not. Oh, it's so good. It's better than Thinking About You. So much better. Bold words. (laughs) Yeah, because it's, you know, it it has his word. The lyrics are stranger than some of the things in here. Like, you know, this is a typical song, but he throws random uh, random, uh, words like, uh, what was it? Uh, Got a beach house I can sell you in Idaho. Mm Mm-hmm. And then he has like a couple other weird lines, but there's uh there, a, in that song the, it's the really jet strange. Line,
1: got a fighter jet I don't get to fly.
0: Yeah, there's also other songs like there's this song uh Pink Matter that he has uh in some I forget I forget most of the words of what leading up to it, but uh he he just refers to things color that are the color pink, and there at one point he goes from he says cotton candy and then he says Majin boo. <laughs> Dude, he, there's all sorts of weird stuff on that album, but that's why I love it. Like I was uh because I first got into him. Um, like a lot of people, when Odd Future first came out, so I was like, I was getting into them, and then I'd heard his mixtape. I was like, Oh, this is cool. And then he dropped the album, and I listened. And it was like, This is amazing. And then he's just super elusive and doesn't. He just sort of disappears from existence and just pops up randomly. Like he never tours really, you know. He'll just come out of nowhere. Oh, hey, I've got this going on. But yeah, no, no, that's good, that's good stuff. Like I'll, I'll listen to Frank Ocean all day. So I saw that on there. I was like, All right. This is one of my favorites on the
1: list. All right, we're two for 14, baby. <laughs> All right, last song. Um, This one holds a special place in my heart and will forever. Make Damn Sure by Taking Back Sunday.
0: This is another one of songs where I can only take so much angsty white dude music. But <laughs> I, I don't have as much complaint about this as Alkaline Trio because I do listen to a lot of... I do like a lot of stuff that's influenced by that sound. Mm-hmm. Mainly because it's, you know... Because Taking Back Sunday, they're one of those bands where it's like you know they were kind of influenced a lot of the more post-hardcore sound that came along later. So it's like I listened and I was like, oh okay, there's really no complaints. But I think it's also it's you know I, I like I do like vocalists with higher ranges, which is why I don't really like Alkaline Trio that much, is because mm-hmm. dude's got a kind of a deeper voice, and he 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 just I don't know. There's something about it that makes him sound like middle aged angsty middle-aged angsty which is just
1: worse than young young angsty middle-aged angsty is like i haven't got my tax return yet and i'm sad
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's i guess i guess that would sum it up but no it's a it's an okay song it's not it's they're not a band i listen to often if at all but yeah there there weren't any complaints about that one yeah that was a i listened listened to about three or four times all the way through at work just the playlist going through. Oh, okay. So I, I could get kind of a sense. Yeah, no, I mean, overall, I, yeah, it was definitely interesting.
1: To uh, to to see inside the uh, musical mind of Greg a little bit. Right, you
0: could come, I, I, like, I could imagine what, like, a song of 50 songs would look like.
1: Um, bizarre.
0: <laughs> yeah, I,
1: I can imagine. Yeah, I saw this, I was just like, I, I read through it, I was like, whoa. This like, was originally going to be, like, Twenty-seven songs, but I was like, "That's way too much," and I had to make cuts, and it it, it hurt because there was a lot of good stuff in there that I wanted to have in there.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, so I kept it. the The one I picked was under an hour, so I was like, "Maybe we should keep it to that." Yeah, I don't know, like, I don't know if I could listen to almost thirty songs. <laughs> like, it'd take me like two weeks to finish it all and process it. Mm-hmm. Because it's like, you know, I'm listening to it at work. So it's like, you know, it's like I kind of half listening sometimes Mm because I only have one in because we're only allowed to have one earpiece in. And then, you know, if I have to pause, if I have to answer a question or something like that or stop it or whatever. But yeah, it was it was definitely interesting. I didn't know what to expect. I expected
1: none of those songs. <laughs>
0: I expected—I take it back. I expected a poppy song. That was the only, yeah, was the only that's thing I reason. expected. Hey, man,
1: let me see some of your music. Okay, well, first off, there's poppy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a, <laughs> that's just where he, that just says everything right there. Yeah. All right. So, overall, is it a playlist that you would listen to again, or is it I something? That I, I don't select like, like, songs I
0: would listen to. I'll probably listen to it again. I don't know. I don't. I haven't deleted it yet.
1: oh good (laughs) i mean that that'd be rude at least
0: least, i'll I'll at least wait till the episode
1: oh where you deleted it all right goodbye (laughs) beastie boys
0: (laughs) yeah no uh no there's there's certain songs that like like, i i found myself listening to to poppy the most like i would constantly repeat that song that's
1: that's that's how it works and see like now you're gonna like actually listen to poppy in your own time and be all about it
0: Probably. I, I, I typically do this thing where I'll, like, rip through an artist's entire discography while mm-hmm. I'm at work. Like, I did that with Jay-Z, like, a few weeks back. I just listened, like, everything up. I take everything up until the Black Album. I was going to say, that's a lot. Yeah, well, he released an album every, up until his quote-unquote retirement, he had released an album every single year. Hence why he was always able to stay relevant. And, yeah. he was, and he was always consistent. Mm-hmm. That was the thing he he maintained consistency when releasing music. It was like even if it, even his weaker stuff is still you know better than some people's weaker
1: stuff. Okay, now I have two questions for you. First one, oh. and you cannot pick Poppy. Uh, favorite song from the list. <laughs> favorite song the list that isn't Poppy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know you probably. Fucking, well, it's not, it's not going to be Murs, but like, uh,
0: I'd have to say it's between Murs. Yeah, Okie Dog and Thinking About You were probably my two favorites that weren't poppy. Okay. I'd say that, but come on, Eileen, though. Yeah. It's hard, it's yeah, hard not to pick that song as my absolute <laughs> favorite, because you know, I'll, I'll play that anywhere, anytime. It's just so catchy. All
1: right. The the one song that that was on this list that made you go, God damn it, Greg, why?
0: Weeaboo. <laughs> Like <laughs> not Weabo. Weabo is in there because it's fun. Oh, okay. Like upon actually an, listening to Yeah, it, I want an actual pick. Oh Okay. Um I don't know. There really isn't
1: Like as in a good or bad way. In in a in a bad way, like like goddamn it, Greg, why'd you make me listen to this trash? Uh it's always interesting to me to see how people uh view the music I listen to in a good and bad uh sense. I think it's last cowboy in this moment. Ah, oh, dang! <laughs> really it's, like it's, a, it's a song
0: I expected, and like upon hearing it, I instantly knew I'm not gonna like this.
1: <laughs> that's a shame. I really like that song. But it's well, okay. it's, e- it's
0: either that or radio to an extent, mm-hmm. but I could tolerate it a little bit more.
1: Okay, it could tolerate it a little bit more because it's not uh, it's not metal. Right, because you're not really into metal. Yeah, and
0: it and it depends. It's like me, my my foreign into metal is more experimental, where it has to be less metal and more other things. Oh,
1: but that's why like I'm really into
0: dance, Gavin dance, where there's metal influence, but there's also like. Funk, jazz, soul.
1: We might have to do this again sometime then, because I have, <laughs> I have quite music. a lot of metal stuff that's, like, less metal than metal.
0: Dude, I, we we have a shared love for Pierce the Veil. Come on, now, if that okay. doesn't say anything, <laughs> that's, that's the kind of stuff I like.
1: All right, all right. I think I got some of that somewhere hidden away.
0: <laughs> yeah, so it's, like, it's it's not just, like, metal, period. It's just, it's mostly generic metal. mm mm-hmm. um, New metal, it depends. Some things get a pass, some things don't. Where it's, you know, I prefer it if it's a little bit more new than metal. Mm-hmm. Okay. In other words, if there's like you know, it's if there's more rapping, I'm more
1: likely to listen to it. Oh, have you heard of uh, Fire from the Gods? No, you might want to look into that. I may. Uh, but then, then uh, it, then after, it risky. It's it's
0: risky though because have you ever after heard... this
1: episode? I'll have one epi- one song to show you. Have
0: you? Well, then I'll have to have a show you a song. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but uh, have you heard the band Danger Kids? Nah, not off the top. They're of They're
0: almost like a metalcore meets Lincoln Park ripoff. Ooh. Not in a good way. Oh, <laughs> not not in a good like a watered down generic, phoned in version. It's it's not good. I, if you like it, I'm
1: sorry, but I don't. <laughs> why why are you sorry, man? If I like it, then I like it. Right, <laughs> hey, Well, hey, oh, hold on, hold
0: on. The prefer not to say podcast. We say the things that other people prefer not prefer
1: not to say. So I'm saying it. Oh, okay, all right. Danger kid sucks. <laughs> I'm gonna be on the next episode, like "fuck you, Danger Kids" <laughs> is amazing. <laughs>
0: oh man, oh, yeah, it's a uh, yeah, know it's a, uh, it's definitely yeah. No, we might have to do this again. Mm-hmm. Uh, we might have to do the movie one again too. Mm-hmm. I right. don't want to get too repetitive though about these because I don't want it to be every maybe, single certain episode. Maybe do
1: like one every season, you know, like one movie, one. album. Yeah, we do this. that.
0: We have to do a book one too. Yeah, we have to figure that out.
1: Well, we'll rotate them every season. We'll have our 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 trading episode. Do like a
0: a book, music, and movie club.
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) But all right, that was the playlist. Um, I think it's just about that time.
0: For I mean, you guys already know the drill. If you got (laughs) your handy water bottles nearby,
1: take that sip. Get that young sip, sip.
0: all right and we're back
1: (laughs) we're back and we had a very entertaining break
0: (laughs) oh man that was funny so uh yeah so for this next section we're going to talk about my suggestion for greg and that ended up being my favorite album of all time, Paul's Boutique by the Beastie Boys. And if you don't know already, that's where I came up with my name, Boutique Paul. I took Paul's Boutique and I just flipped it because I thought it sounded cool.
1: Well, don't you have a plan for the? I don't. I <gasps> there, mean, if I, you don't want to do talk a, about it, we no, don't I'm have to talk about No, I'm not talking about it now because
0: but... well, there's a couple projects that I was going to start that I specifically came up with a name for, but the depth at which I was creating the wanted to create these products was a little bit more than I could actually do while working a full-time job. Yeah. So I wanted, I wanted to make it quality. I don't want it to be like something that was,
1: you don't want it to be the start. You want it to be the uh, piece. There is a stance or whatever.
0: Yeah. Like these are going to be, you know, some projects I have that are going to be like a little bit more work heavy and a little bit more in depth and then it would be something that i it, would want it's going to be
1: a full-time job of itself is what you're saying yeah
0: it may, maybe i'll get to the point where i can do specials for netflix and use make these projects out of it ooh or make a or make like a, a fully produced series on my own ooh so yeah that's that's pretty much where yeah it is with that and i just thought it sounded cool and it was like when i heard
1: other people say it that's when i was like oh this is a cool name i didn't think it was going to sound that cool yeah that's what you're saying he's like you heard it roll off somebody's lip the first time uh <laughs> first time can't talk right now. Boutique Paul is like, oh, that sounds crisp. <laughs> but so, all right, I think we should so, yeah. just get into this.
0: <clears throat> so yeah, so um, album starts and it starts quiet, which is confusing to most people. And then it sort of, you hear this kind of jazz music start of fade in. I I
1: first listened to it at work, so I had to like double take. I had to like pull my phone out and be like, "Is it playing?"
0: <laughs> right, and then you start to kind of hear it, and then it gets louder. But it's mm-hmm. the it's the intro track uh, to all the girls, and it's a song. It's a, you know kind of smooth jazz. It's a it's essentially a needle drop. It's just a section from a record that's just looped once. And MCA, you know, may he rest in peace because he passed away some time ago. Uh, and he's shouting out all the girls it's like all a dedication and and it's it's quite a um it's quite a it's quite a list he doesn't really leave too many people out he's shouting out all ethnicities you know topless dancers
1: that was that that threw me a little bit when i when i was listening to it he's like he's like uh I forget what he said right what before. he say? jamaican girls but or something he's like, like that. jamaican girls i was like is okay, it yeah he's it, like all it, the over the globe dancers. topless dancers i was like That's not an ethnicity, (laughs) (laughs) but okay. And and then he ends up saying
0: stewardesses across the world. And then this crazy drum roll just crashes in right after. Like, what was it like, like hearing this, like, oh, fade and nice. And then just amped up energy right from the bat.
1: I I thought it was the next song already. I was like, wait a minute. When did it end? Where was the gap? (laughs) (laughs) Right. Well,
0: well, that's the thing with the album is they didn't do any fade outs or Mm. cuts. They just bumped all the songs together. That's why it kind of sounds like one crazy (laughs) mashup.
1: I was going to say, it, it felt like all the all the songs kind of just bled into each other.
0: Yeah, and they did that on purpose. They're like, yeah, we just bumped them up against each other, so it would just like, start one after the other. And then with that drum roll, it enters the song Shake Your Rump. So um, it, any, any particular thoughts about that song?
1: Uh, I th- no th- I'd like to go back to, to, to All the Girls for a second. Oh, I felt like I that it. was like, for, for this <laughs> album in particular, having listened to all of it, I feel like that is, there's no better way they could have done the intro song. Oh really? Yeah, like because it, it just it just came in and it just just this long gradual lead into the like the rest of the music and I felt like it was almost like a primer. Like, are you sure you're ready for this? Because this this shit's about to start and you're about to just like lose yourself. But and then and then the next song happens. You're like, wait, what's going on here? Shake Which your appar- apparently.
0: Apparently, um, the story was that when they were. In the mastering session for the album, and they were cutting together the sequence of it. They wanted it to fade in, and they wanted to trick people and make them turn their headphones or speakers up Mm -hmm. just so. Just and they were like, they don't realize how loud it's getting, and then shake your rump crashes in and like just like totally ruins your ears or speakers. Oh, that's just rude. (laughs) They were just they were pranksters. They yeah they did that on purpose. So yeah, uh, the getting the shake your rump, which is just sort of a fun song. No no real theme to it. Just you know
1: grab your booty and shake it
0: yeah just really strange lyrics that just i don't know it's there's really they just say a lot of random stuff it seems like more free associative you know there was a yeah it's it's definitely a fun ride uh most of the songs sampled uh tracks from the car wash soundtrack
1: there's uh, like
0: three or four different songs from the car wash soundtrack all mashed in there
1: i was unaware
0: yeah i know i know way too much about this album
1: i mean you have two books on it
0: yeah i have two books on it. <laughs> i've also been listening to this album for like 14 years
1: Whew. All right. Well, Shake Your Rump, I, I enjoyed it. It had a nice little uh, crunchy vibe, I'll say. Um, but I appreciate any and all songs that are just about, uh, I'll say, telling women to get on the dance floor and shake it. <laughs> there,
0: and, there, and it wasn't even really even that. They're just There's so this, many random stuff in there, and you're just like, what is going on here? <laughs>
1: Um, I don't know, man. There's something about uh songs that just tell people to like to dance in general, because like dance is it's a great form of expression. So wh- any song that does that, it I just like I don't care if it's bad. You get a free pass. You're well, telling people to have fun and express themselves. Well,
0: all, it's also all the like the drum break loops they sample from. There's like all these hard drums that are just like you cannot not move to this song. <laughs> yeah, no, it's just a fun song, you know. And then we uh, we end up. One of my favorite songs. Uh, it uh, kind of it kind of stops, and you hear this kind of whirring wind sound, which is apparently a Pink Floyd sample. And then you enter Johnny Riel, which is a song about the bum on Mike D's stoop. That was a real thing. This song is about a real person. Oh, I was unaware. Yeah, except all the stuff they're saying about him isn't really true. They came up with this kind of like urban legend about him.
1: Oh, okay. So they had to uh yeah. exaggerate the story a bit, make it more yeah it was just
0: some it, it was in the neighborhood they had this like urban legend about him but uh yeah so what were your thoughts on that because this was an actual like almost story they came up with about this dude
1: um i felt like it was a good narrative you know uh the bc boys isn't really like my vibe which is weird because i like some of their other music so like going into this i had to i had to pay more attention to the songs but johnny royale i felt like it told a story that that interested me, and that's what made me like the song. It wasn't so much the, the 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 beat or anything else. It was just like there was a story that I was listening to, and that's what got me to like enjoy it.
0: Well, it, and the beat, the beat was also a lot different than a lot of the other stuff on the album too. Mm-hmm. Which is this? Uh, I think it's a song, song called "Sharon" by um, oh, what's his name? I can't remember his name. Hold on, Sharon Person. All right. <laughs> <laughs> i can't remember it <laughs> it's a uh, yeah i know this it's like because most of the loops that song are just taken from that song and i actually have the album oh no david brownberg that's who it is uh, i actually have the album up there that it's from i listened to it at work once and it was weird because it's all this weird like kind of country bluegrass americana stuff and then that one song comes up and it's a little bit funkier and i was like this is a really different vibe he also apparently liked the song upon when they cleared samples and he heard it yeah, That's no, so yeah, it's about a bum, and there's also this really weird like dichotomy where you don't know if he's like they're insulting the guy or praising him. Because there's a <laughs> lot of weird stuff. Because there's the the first line is Johnny Ryle, the bum on my stoop, and then MCA comes in at some other point. He lives on the street, but he's no bum. And I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> is this a good dude, or are you guys trash on a homeless person? I can't tell the difference. I don't know whether to like this or be offended. <laughs> Yeah, it's also one of those things where it's like, you know, all the, the album is literally mostly them just trading lines back and forth, so it's just kind of, it's not like, it's a group effort, which is something I really like about the album too. I was going
1: to say, there's a lot of talk over in some of those songs where it's like, it, it almost, I don't want to say it's bad, but it, it pulls me away from the music, and it happens a lot in like pop punk uh, uh, songs, is like the too many voices thing going on. Like, I'm trying to hear the lyrics, but when I got, like, three or more people going at the same time, I'm like, all right, which one am I... I get this, like, I I almost get, like, a mild panic attack. I'm like, fuck, which one am I supposed to be listening to? (laughs) (laughs) But it happens so much here, you're
0: just, like, you have to almost envision it as one voice. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's that's another fun song. I think all these songs are fun, so I'm probably going to say that after all of it, because (laughs) I love this album.
1: All it's your favorite for a reason.
0: But next is Eggman.
1: Um, I was looking at my phone when it switched over to this song, and then I'm not going to lie, when they said Eggman, the first thing that my brain went to was, uh, what was his name? Dr. Robotnik. <laughs> 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 <Yeah>. <laughs> but this is a
0: song legitimately about egging people, and that that's literally the whole song. It's set to a sample from the Superfly soundtrack, which was made by Curtis Mayfield, and there's also a Jaws sample underneath it. Where, (laughs) it's very faint. Like if you hear this kind of like string, if you hear this kind of like repetitive string note underneath it, you have to listen closely. Like it's not it's it's not gonna be obvious, but it's kind of like playing underneath.
1: It's it's something you'll catch like four or five times through the album. Yeah, you'll you'll
0: catch it eventually, but it's it's nothing too major. Yeah, it's just you know they used to they used to go egging. I mean,
1: who didn't? (laughs) That's 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 good boyhood fun. Yeah. Well, they did this in their twenties. Yeah, that's good boyhood <laughs> You're fun. Like, yeah, boyhood fun. <laughs> so, so yeah, would you would
0: you think of their little trip, their story of uh, egging people?
1: I mean. <laughs> I can't say that I, 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 I don't want to say on a podcast that I support egging houses, but that was a good song. <laughs> well, this isn't egging houses. They
0: just egg people on the street. Same thing. <laughs> yeah, apparently. You're fucking exit stuff. Well, apparently during the making this album, they went out and tried drive-by egging,
1: which they didn't really feel good about. Oh, man. I don't know about that. That's <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, that feels too much like a crime. Well,
0: that was a they did a, a voiceover commentary for this. I'm on the 10th anniversary back mm-hmm. in 2009, and they were telling about it. Like, yeah, they weren't didn't feel too good about it. And then um, the woman who would become Mike D's wife, they have a story about her and egging. I guess there was a time where she was hanging out with them. Like, th- like this was the first night they met her, and she suggested heating an egg up and then throwing it at somebody. What? Why? What? Like, because because <laughs> like you got to think you get hit with the egg, and you're like. I got hit with an egg, and it's like you just you, you that's not fun at all, but then it's like it's like warm, almost kind of hot I, I, and it probably smells
1: oh okay that that that'd be it that's <laughs> it's it stinks worse, yeah, you know, a cold <laughs> egg it's like fuck, and you just clean it off, but you but, got a, you got a
0: hot egg all hitting on you, and you're just like or oh, about like what if it hit your face? it's like
1: getting hit with a uh like you get hit with a, a frosty or an icy or something, but if you get hit with like a, a almost warm, really like wet one, it's <laughs> even yeah. more of a mess. <laughs> oh, it's a slushy! Quick, wipe it off. Oh, it's basically pop that you threw at me. <laughs> You're all sticky. This is soaked in. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: and then uh, from there we go to High Plains Drifter, which is kind of more of a themed like they're outlaws.
1: It starts I mean, on, you you saw Big Iron in my playlist, the High Plains Drifter. It, it almost had to compliment it. it. Yeah,
0: <laughs> It's just, you know, this this tale of them just, you know, you know causing a ruckus in the town. You know, set to a, the loop is from an Eagles song. Really? Yeah, that main loop with the bass line and the drums and sometimes guitar that comes in, that's from an Eagles song. And that was the thing that really, like, shocked me most. I was like, hold on, what? How many samples exactly were there on on this album? 90 to 100. No. Oof. That's um, a lot. I think well the reading the books the dust brothers were like there's anywhere from 100 to 300 we don't remember <laughs>
1: anywhere from 100 to I mean they were all they
0: were, they were all doing drugs <laughs> at the time so <laughs> so the, the, yeah there are many moments where like I don't remember doing any like there are points in the comments where like I don't remember recording this song like I know it's our song but I don't remember anything from
1: it <laughs> <laughs> and that's how you know it's a great song yeah, know, there's
0: like, a yeah, there's a lot. And it's like there there's um there is like a count there there's a list of ones that have been identified and it's it pretty much takes care of most of it, so it's probably around that hundred mark. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there's a lot of that's why it was like, you know has such praise later on because it was a landmark in sample based production because it happened before the big real big lawsuits happened mm-hmm. and they cleared most of the samples and they got away with a lot of it.
1: Well, I mean You'd have had to do a lot of work just to find each and every like uh, the smaller samples, you know. And well, they just the well they take full it.
0: loops most of the time. Like there's like almost all of it is like you know like the drum loops. Those are drum loops. None of them are programmed. Oh, and a lot of like cert- there's certain samples they they just trick straight up. Lo- like there's some songs on there that are just looped sections of song. Like uh, Johnny Rayel, those are literally just sections of Sharon. Okay. Cut and pasted together. So yeah, it's really a lot of like you know they're they're not they don't use a lot of obvious samples, but when you go back and actually listen to the original samples, you're like, oh, this is literally just one section they took.
1: All right, all right, that makes sense.
0: Yeah, no high plains dripper. I I really like that song. I, I like the it's got this like it's a more down tempo. It's almost like it it, put, it puts you in their story almost, and that and they said that was like inspired by a lot of like road outlaw movies. Which is why they came up with that. From which like ones were super 70s.
1: popular in that time.
0: Well, it was mostly a 70s thing. Like there's like yeah. a lot of movies around that area which had that kind of like road story. <clears throat> yeah, and then from there.
1: The Sounds of Science.
0: The The Sounds of Science, which is most of that song is composed of Beatles samples.
1: Which I think that explains why I don't think I enjoyed the Sounds of Science, like, at all. It was, uh, a yeah, it's fan. mostly
0: Beatles samples, and, like, the, I think, I don't remember it was, like, head or vice president of the Capitol at the time, didn't realize it, and he was like, yeah, if we would have known, we would have said no, because that was the Beatles American label at the time. Oh. So, they were just like what and then they just got away with it somehow and it just yeah it's just because like you sample beatles songs like they hammer you they pretty much were like we want all 100 publishing plus like a quarter million jesus <laughs> that, dude, that's how some people are but uh i love the sounds <laughs> of science mainly because it's like it has this kind of like you know it's it's almost like a it's almost like a nursery rhyme song to start mm-hmm. and these like and they literally like speak like random science terms and then you just get this like crowd noise which ends up is from a beatles song it's just like this like orchestra like tuning and stuff and then it's like you got just mca just like shouting random nonsense and then just out of nowhere like this horn stab comes and then you just this group this uh what was it group vocals take over and then you're scratching and then there's just high energy drum loop happens and i just i remember the first time i listened to it, i was like what the hell am i listening to and it's funny because like it's sometimes hard to understand the lyrics but i always forget how Almost misogynistic the Beastie Boys were. <laughs> like they they were about the
1: ladies. Uh, I I wouldn't say almost. You could you could just say it. You could just say, yeah, yeah. A,
0: you know they they definitely uh, you know yeah, yeah. There was definitely a you know some typical male stuff going on <laughs> in like, some of these songs. And then from there we go to Three Minute Rule, which is one of my favorites off of the album mainly because it's mostly drums and it's also three separate verses Mm -hmm. and this is the album i think because like license it was a good album but i think this is an album that proved they could actually rap because there's just bars all over the place in this album that i just would have never expected like especially if i was growing up back then and i heard this compared to license i'd be like hold on what happened like where's all the fun stuff where's the fight for your (laughs) right song where'd this come from (laughs) wait you guys became serious artists
1: it, would you say that's like the the one song that they were probably the most sober for then? I don't know. who knows? I, I feel like that's a question that that we need to ask them. Maybe. Which I'll... song do you actually remember recording? No, they they
0: remember a fair amount of stuff from this album, but it was just it was just that thing you don't know what's when they were on drugs or they weren't on this album because it's all just weird. So, uh, I don't know. What did you think of three minute rule?
1: Um, i I didn't have a lot of uh, I didn't have a lot of love for the song, but. Man, I don't I just don't know how to say this 'cause like <laughs> it, it's your favorite album and I don't want to say anything negative about it, but it's just three hundred rules, not my vibe. Like oh, I like fine. I like some of the other songs on, on, on the on the album, but
0: Oh that's fine. I mean it's like I didn't expect you to love the album. Yeah. Like this is just this is right up my alley. The, the like that in upstream color, having watched that and listened to this, this is pretty much that's where I'm at on the things I like. Okay. So from there, get hey ladies. <laughs> which is, you know, which is a song about ladies.
1: Everybody's got to have that song, you know. Yeah, Everybody's got to have that 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 womanizer song a little bit. It's not like bad or anything, but it, it's the it's the womanizer song. <laughs> it's, it, it could be worse, but
0: <laughs> it's it's definitely a it's definitely a fun beat.
1: For that's sure. That's another one of those sure. funky
0: beats get you on the dance floor.
1: That's that's what I was saying, you know. Any any song that's about about getting people to get out and move and start, you know, shaking their money maker. I'm I'm about so like I appreciated Hey Ladies. Um a lot more than three minute rule, but that that's I I think that's just my personal vibe. Is like I'm more of the uh three minutes
0: of very down tempo kind of like, you know, it's it's more of a groove.
1: mm mm-hmm. and I, I more so like the up tempo kind of like just the, the feel good have fun songs
0: yeah and the music video of this is weird
1: i'm gonna have to watch it yeah you're
0: gonna have to watch it's it's
1: strange <laughs> um, and then we get to five piece chicken dinner i know it's only like what 40 seconds long or something like that but this <laughs> this just hands down my favorite part of the album
0: <laughs> especially when it just comes in out of nowhere yeah because like,
1: it's hey ladies uh ends and then this just starts going off and i'm like what is I th- I for for a second I thought I was listening to an ad for something because like, <laughs> it's so no, out of it's place. Just, it's just
0: a, it's just another needle drop. It's just a section of a bluegrass record that was sped up, and then it's just them acting like hillbillies. <laughs> and then we and then from there, yeah, there's nothing really much else to say about it. But and then we dive into uh, looking down the barrel of a gun, which is uh, a lot more rock tinged yeah, than uh, anything else in the album.
1: I I liked it a lot for that. It was like uh, a good. Uh, like twist going through the album in order listening to it um it was first it was hey ladies and then it goes bizarre with five piece chicken dinner (laughs) (laughs) and then looking down the barrel of a gun starts playing and i'm like did did the album end is this my is this like my music (laughs) (laughs) nope what it's uh, just really good
0: (laughs) uh um that drum loop is from the the incredible bongo band okay and uh, it's it's a, actually kind of a cool track because it's like I think most of the most of that track, the drum wise, it's like because there's a, kind of like a phaser effect on the drums, which kind of have that weird sound to them. But uh, that's the one of the few moments on the album that they play live. The guitar and bass were played live. Oh, Ad Rock was on guitar and MCA was on bass. MCA also played the bass on Three Minute Rule. Like the times bass would pop up, he actually played that. And the uh, apparently. Uh, no one believed them when they said it was live. They're like, "Well, did you take a bar and loop it?" Like, no, we we played on this song, man. That's just another one of them just being like, you know, kind of outlaws. More stories of them, like, you know, ah, better watch out for us. I figured you'd like that more because, like you said, you thought you just dipped into your music and just mm-hmm. stopped.
1: <laughs> I, just, I just heard that guitar start playing, and I was like, "Oh man." <laughs> I think the playlist ended, I need to go check, make sure, because I, I knew it was like, the the, the version I have on my uh, phone was like 20 air quotes tracks, you know, yeah. as opposed to those last nine being mashed up, but that's why I was like, I was like 10, 10 or 11 songs in, and I was like, there's no way this ended already, why, <laughs> why am I hearing like, why am I hearing hard rock almost sounding stuff?
0: And then it's like, nope, it just surprised you again because there's a lot of twists and turns. This, this album
1: is uh, <laughs> as, as much as like I'm upset that I didn't enjoy it as much. It's probably because I didn't listen to it more than like three or four times. I should probably listen to it a few more and I'll I'll like it more because like this it, album does what kind almost almost does what my playlist does. It
0: does it does have that effect. like the more you listen to it, it's like it's why it ages better and better every year mm. because it's like you know cause there's just so, there's so much to look for. It's like you're not gonna catch it all in one listen. And then from there, we go to Car Thief, which is another song like almost it's it's almost in the vein of looking down the barrel of a gun and uh, High Plains Drifter. But a little bit more like it's not it sounds like they're just starting a bar fight. Really, you know, kind of like more of a down tempo beat, kind of, kind of a little. There's kind of like it's kind of more psychedelic, too. So I think I have like some sort of guitar
1: sound or something that was like kind of kind, kind of weird sounding kind of kind of off. I mean, how do you, how do you describe psychedelic? Cause like when I when I think psychedelic I think oh man I don't know the name of the song uh, so that song uh, fuck where well I, I, man, I think it's more I think it's
0: more so like the, the the couple sections that had that guitar playing mm-hmm. but most for the most part it was just mostly you know primarily more funky or hip hop you know then there we go to uh, <laughs> what comes around. This is a fun song because it's another one of those songs where you're just like, you listen to it. It's like you, you're kind of disappointed to be a male when you listen to some of the stuff. Like, uh, what was it? Uh, there's a line, uh, Rapunzel, Rapunzel, let down your hair so I can climb up and get into your underwear. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's about that time when I realized what era the this came from and I had to right. like, go and check and it was like oh 1989 uh, yeah <laughs> yeah
0: yeah they were cool back then yeah the guys you know, were th- kind of dirtbags
1: they... we weren't as i mean we still are dirtbags we weren't as uh cultured as we are now you know uh,
0: actually i was watching a recent interview with uh Adrock and Mike D and they and Adrock says that this they they consider this the dud of the album like they're like ah we shouldn't have we, we probably shouldn't have done it mm-hmm. i love it anyway yeah, that's a, you know, that, that one's one of the more, that was I'd say the more funkier songs. Like, it was very, like, you know, kind of bouncy almost. And then from there we go to Shadrach, which that is a hip-hop version almost, almost kind of retelling of the <laughs> biblical story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego,
1: Okay, uh, I'm I'm interested now more. <laughs> yeah,
0: when uh, uh, yeah, if you if you actually read through the lyrics and you actually look it up on the story, yeah, it's based on a, a biblical story.
1: That's uh, I. I- that's interesting to me, and it's maybe mainly, mainly because, like, recently I've been diving more into, like, uh, the Abrahamic religions, Angelology. Because it's, I, I don't know why, I just started reading into it, and I was like, this, this is something I gotta get. it's a little Wikipedia thing? you, yeah, you kind of just wound, of wound up there. And... <laughs> you started at Chalky Milk, but then you ended up in Abrahamic religions. I started, I started at Chalky Milk, and I wound up at semi see <laughs>
0: So yeah, that's where that song comes from, and that was another one. It's like, you know... Pounding drums, kind of funkier sounds, but there's this bizarre story from the Bible kind of mm-hmm. mixed in, and then we get to one of the best skits ever. Ask for Janice.
1: I'm gonna be honest with you. I do not remember this one.
0: Uh, it's it was an ad on a Jamaican radio station that Ad Rock used to listen to, <laughs> and it's literally an ad for Paul and his boutique. <laughs> And it gives a number, and it says ask for Janice, and that was something that they just decided at mastering. Adarac pulled out this cassette, and was like, "Hey, can you put this on there?" And yeah, that's where they came up with Paul's Boutique in, in, for the name. Okay. And yeah, it's kind of silly, and it's a great way to segue into what you know. On obviously on the re-release, which both versions exist on streaming services, but uh, it was a track entitled "B Boy Booyah Bass," so we can start diving into that, which. It's split for the re-release, but it was originally released one twelve-minute
1: plus track. I have one thing to say about B Boy Booyah Bass, and I feel like it's the only thing I need to say. But <laughs> it's it's a quote from it, and it's hold on, hold on, I, hold on, hold on.
0: We're gonna because because that's in, that's in the first track, Fifty Nine Christie Street, which is <laughs> uh they uh. It starts off, there's a girl over there. And it's obviously about a girl they want to hook up with. But then, uh, you know, you can continue with what the line is because I know what you're talking about.
1: <laughs> the quote is, I, t- I, I, was, I, think was, I took the mattress and I no, threw no, it in her face? or
0: I threw the mattress in her That's face. That's what it is. I threw <laughs> the mattress
1: in her face. I heard that and I was like, all right, I'm done. Uh, this is... <laughs> I don't I don't need to hear any more like, of B-Boy Blue Bass to you like it. You felt the need to text me about it, too. Like, what the hell are these dudes on?
0: That line actually comes from an earlier song they did that was never released that I'll play later mm-hmm. because it's really funny. And then from there, we go to Get on the Mic, which is their, their call of the mic deed to get on the mic. And mm-hmm. it's almost like a skit. Like, there's like drum samples, but then there's beatboxing thrown in.
1: I, I appreciated all of B-Boy Boobie bass, just because it, it seems very uh, eclectic, I think is the it's word yeah
0: This whole album's like a playlist, yeah. <laughs> just of twists and turns. But no, uh, yeah, Get on the Mic, which... Uh, Get on the Mic's interesting, because it's revisited later. And then we go to uh, Stop That Train, which seems more like it's just sort of an adventure song. They're just sort of adventuring around town. Like, there's a bunch of just, like, random things there are mentioned. Uh, I don't know what it was... Uh, Oh, no, it's not in that. It's not that song. There's a there's a fun quote later on. But uh, they name drop a dude named uh, George Draculius. Mm -hmm. And uh, I guess he was kind of like a protege of Rick Rubens in the early days of Jeff Jam. But he is actually very important to the film industry. He's a music supervisor. You will like if you ever look for it, his name is uh, credited on a lot of different movies. Like he's actually very notable in the industry, and I was like, "Oh, it's kind of weird that they just name dropped him years ago because they were like friends with him back in the day."
1: It's like that producer or writer or whoever who's like uh, credited on like all the top 100 songs,
0: right? And <clears throat> then there's a year in a day, which is an MCA solo track that is really high energy, and you can't understand what he's saying, and he did that on purpose.
1: Why? If I, Because if he gonna... wanted to
0: mask the vocals. Like, that's okay. just the sound he went for. They tried to get him to change it, but it, nah, he was like, no, nah, not nah, doing this. Uh-uh.
1: You don't need to know.
0: <laughs> From there, we go to Hello Brooklyn, which is just typical, just 808 beats. You know, they just going hard. There's also a sample that hasn't been identified that's lightly underneath of it, and it's driving me crazy that I can't find it.
1: Seriously? Yes. All, all this time and no one's figured yeah, it out? no,
0: nope. I think it's so faint, no one can pick up on it. So okay. I'll have to I'll have to figure out how to find it. And then um Dropping Names, which is kind of a shorter song. That's a fun one. Lay It on Me. That's another, that's a funkier one. That has one of my favorite lines. Uh when he says, uh You should be with me, you should drop that bum because I got more flavor than fruit striped gum. <laughs>
1: and I was like, oh yeah. Um, that's uh that line in particular is is uh like I it's it's a good it's a good part of it, but I don't I don't like music like that in that in that in that vein, the whole like I'm a steal your girl type shit. <laughs> like, I, I'm not about that. First I do
0: this and I steal your girl. And I'm like no. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh I can't support that. Then a mic on the mic. He answered the call and got on the mic. Mm. It's a Mike D solo track, and it actually uses the same drum loop that was kind of teased at the mm. end of Get On The Mic. <laughs> and it's just, you know, Mike D dropping bars. <laughs> Mike, get on the mic, a couple tracks later. Fucking fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then um AWOL comes, and it's just kind of weird. Like, it, they made it sound like it was, like, live, and it was just literally a shout-out track to, like, all their friends. Or some friends and music, other artists they're friends with. And it's, yeah, really nothing too specific about that and then it ends with a recall to to all the girls because that jazz loop sample mm-hmm. starts playing again and he's just like I don't, I don't remember what he said i don't even think he says anything too much i think he says like a couple other things but yeah it, it kind of like it's kind of cool because like if you listen to it all the way through and listen to it again it kind of loops back around mm-hmm. almost it's like it, it like ties it all together
1: I feel like it was a good way to end the album, you know, with, with all the shout outs. And then you just go back to the, ah, and all, for all the girls and shit too. It's just, I don't know. It felt when I, when I heard that, I like forgave all of the misogynistic stuff in like the earlier tracks. And I was cause like, they cause, still like, cause, the cause ladies. it's, cause it's, cause it's, cause it just, I don't know. It felt like a very, like a, like a, like a humble way to end it, you know, shout, shout out. out to all the girls, shout out to all the girls. <laughs> I just saw the part where he's like, "In the topless dancers,"
0: I was like, "Wait, what?" I'm just,
1: I'm just gonna walk around and start saying that now. Shout out to all the girls. Why? Just cause. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, that's a
0: that is a my favorite album of all time. There is one B side that a demo, the demo of it was unearthed that has yet to be released. Wow, it's, like a, it's a lost song that was discovered again, but has not. It's called "The Jerry Lewis."
1: The Jerry Lewis, yeah.
0: Yep, hasn't been heard yet. Well, well who, who who found it? They were going through... Someone was going through a storage locker that I think was owned... Maybe it was owned by um, Matt Dyke, who was there for the production of the album. He was like... He actually kind of helped. He he provided a lot of the samples from his record collection. Mm. He also ran this label, Delicious Vinyl Records, which was a, a fairly big hip-hop label in the 80s. Like, they put out records by like... They had the hit singles by um, Young MC and Tone Loke and guys like that. So they... uh because that's how the Dust Brothers, who produced Paul's Boutique, got their start was working with them. But I think it was his storage locker or something, and they found a demo tape reel with songs that made demos of songs that made the album. And that one song, so it was like they kind of were like, "Oh hey, we found this," <laughs> and like returned it. Like they they gave it to the Beastie Boys, and I I don't know where it ended up after that. But yeah, and they're like, "Oh, is it gonna happen?" And Mike D's like, "Probably not this year," and it still hasn't.
1: Ugh, I hate that. I hate the tease.
0: Yeah, it's it's one of the greatest albums that was under promoted and they didn't tour for. It was a bomb on release, and then it was critically acclaimed, but nobody was feeling it. Label didn't promote it. There's a quote. They they quoted a. They went to because there was a change in management at Capitol. They went to the head and was like, "Hey, so what are we doing about our album?" And the dude's like, "Look, I know where you guys are at. We're really busy with the new Donny Osmond album right now." So maybe next time. And I was like, "Yo, what?" They passed on you guys for Donny Osmond. Oh, feels bad, <clears throat> dude. I yeah, reading reading the books and the whole story. It's such a bizarre story of how the album was put together and how it was approached, and what happened afterwards.
1: Maybe it was, it, it was probably just too much when it released.
0: Well, it was just under. It was also underpromoted. Like the change in management really screwed things over. Like there was yeah, there was just a lot of you know admin issues that led up to it and they also weren't allowed to tour because they couldn't be a sta- they didn't have the singles from the last album they didn't have the like fight for your rights or no sleep till brooklyn so mm-hmm. they're like well you guys could probably play clubs but we want you to be a stadium group because that's how the music industry works yeah so yeah that was a yeah my favorite album I feel like we're learning a lot about each other through this show
1: yeah i'm thinking i gotta listen to the album a few more times to really definitely a lot that's what I said it's like a playlist, so you yeah. just got
0: to kind of go through it.
1: It's it's probably going to become a part of my, like, at least, like, once weekly routine. You know, <laughs> just, just
0: sort of throw on the album, like, let's yeah. listen to it again.
1: <laughs> let's see if there's something I miss. Let's see if there's some part of it that I like more, you know, but that's how it'd be.
0: Yeah, so that was a... Uh, I have
1: be- to keep giving it the, the try, you know. I like I, <laughs> I like I said with Joji, I fucking hated it when I first heard it. Now, <laughs> now, love now it. you love it. So I, I got to give this the, <laughs> the test of endurance.
0: So yeah, um, I guess that's it for today.
1: That was the uh, the music swap.
0: That was the music swap. Um, we haven't quite figured out the next one yet, but we'll figure it out. Um, yeah, as always, follow us on whatever social media we have. We have Twitter, Facebook, Instagram.
1: I believe we're out on Audio
0: Mac now. Yeah, we're on Audio Mac. People were having issues with Audius, so I put it on Audio Mac because they have an app and it's free to be on there. Mm-hmm. So, um, you may. If you're listening to this album, we might be on Spotify and Apple. I just set it up
1: to fingers crossed.
0: Yeah, I just set it. I just put in for that, so there. It's under review right now by both of them. So if you're listening to this, you might be listening to it on that. So we will be on all the major platforms soon. If we aren't already, we probably are. So <laughs> if we are, ignore this. Of course we are. <laughs> yeah, we we are. Uh, yeah. So yeah, this is the uh, episode four. You know, we will have. Eventually we will have interviews that'll be fun. No telling when those will come out, but stay tuned. Oh, yeah. well, they're coming soon. And the you know, the Kit Kat episode's coming, so be prepared for that. <laughs> Signing out. All right, bye everyone. I like how
1: you drink yours is just a jug and you're just like all right the water gods i can't drink it any other way because <laughs> this is just too convenient like two dollars this whole thing <laughs> uh you know my favorite thing is though when people are like
0: well, we got you know everyone like because everyone interprets it like why do you pay for water? You pay for water anyway. Water isn't free in whatever place you live, unless, you, unless it's in an apartment that includes it.
1: Unless you build a fucking rain collector, which is illegal and a purifier in your backyard, you're paying for water, buddy. It's it's you really not it's not necessarily that you're even paying for the water. It's the convenience. Right. I might want to cut this into the episode cuz this isn't good <laughs> shit. <laughs> like, this is some good shit. <laughs> Like think about it, you're taking a shower, you're not really paying for the water, you're paying for the fact that the water's coming to your fucking house. Like, you don't have to go and bathe in a river. That's what you're paying for. Oh man, why is water why is bottled water cost money? Because it's fucking filtered, purified, and put in a tiny piece of plastic So your dumbass can put it in your car and drink it at work. The fuck? <laughs> this is bullshit! Water should be free! Bottle it yourself. <laughs>
0: I'm 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 putting this at the end of the episode. Where, when
1: the music cuts out and then I'm just going to go to this water rant. God, people just upset me sometimes. Like there's some stupid shit that I can just brush off and be like, "All right, that's fine. That's dumb. It's whatever. I have my dumb moments." But the water thing? No. You're you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> water should be free, bass head ass. <laughs>